For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Office of the Auditor General says Cayman compares well when looking at the top 20 global government online services, but at the same time needs to address issues such as the governance framework. There is no overarching governance framework for IT and e-government projects setting out a standardised approach. The lack of such a framework contributed to weak governance for some projects. In today's Public Accounts Committee meeting, Sue Winspear tells attendees their June report looking at government's transition to online services found gaps in several areas, including project planning and management. We found that effective project planning and management involves some key steps and documents to be prepared, and those documents are things like business cases, project plans, and project closure reports that identify lessons to be learned. Of the four projects reviewed, she says the audit found only one had a business case which meant objectives and benefits from projects weren't clear, making it difficult to measure their success. While all projects had timelines setting out key dates and responsibilities, only one project had a complete project plan document and only one had a closure report. You can see today's Public Accounts Committee hearing on the CIGTV YouTube channel. Leader of the Opposition and Chairman of the Public Accounts Committee, Honorable Roy McTaggart, in his remarks, says while the e-government is not involved in all e-government projects across government, but the PAC is interested in those projects the e-government unit is involved in and the central role that the unit has to play in delivering the e-government program. We understand from your responses to the Auditor General's report and recommendations that the e-government unit and the Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development plan to develop a government-wide e-government strategy. However, we also understand that developing the government-wide strategy may take some time to accomplish. Therefore, Mr. McTaggart says PAC is keen to know what measures can be taken to address the Auditor General's recommendations in the meantime. A draft strategy was prepared in 2015, but MP Isaac Rankin noted it was never finalized, and a revised e-government strategy in 2021 with no specific mention of objectives that will improve efficiency. During this morning's PAC hearing, MP Isaac Rankin asked Director of e-government for the Cayman Islands Government and the Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development, Ian Tibbetts, for the reason for not finalizing a strategy. It was drafted and it was presented to the e-government steering committee. It was being revised and worked with a subcommittee of the e-government steering committee. And that was never finalized. And uh, as I think was mentioned, after April 2017, the e-government steering committee uh, never reconvened. And as for challenges arising from not having a formal approved one, Mr. Tibbetts notes the draft strategy was being worked through with a steering committee and was, quote, quite confident it had been approved in principle, however, was unable to produce a document that reflected that. He says there was a significant change that occurred relative to that period of April 2017, the elections. Up until that point, the ego the my, my post, the director of e-government, which was a single, the only unit in the, only post in, in the team, was within the cabinet office. And the, uh, as such, there were no projects specifically for a cabinet office. It was a general, we were there to, to serve everyone across. 
After the election, Mr. Tippett's adds, they were placed in a ministry with a portfolio and there was a need to adapt the roles to fit within that environment. When asked on the progress to date, Mr. Tippett's says the progress has been limited as there is a focus on the National ID and Operation Register project and relevant legislation. Discussions continue on the cabinet paper. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service has actively begun to enforce the new amendments to the Traffic Act, which now is in effect. More from Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego. The new amendments to the Traffic Act took effect on Wednesday, October 19th. The recent passing of the Traffic Amendment Bill 2022 has reduced the legal blood alcohol concentration for drivers from 100 milligrams of alcohol in 100 milliliters of blood, 0.1%, to 70 milligrams of alcohol in 100 milliliters of blood, 0.07%. The Cayman Islands has now moved from being one of the most lenient drink-driving countries and stands slightly behind the average restrictions for the world's strictest jurisdictions against driving under the influence of alcohol. Following the passing of the bill on October 10, 2022, Police Commissioner Derek Byrne noted this critical change to the traffic law is an important and progressive step taken by government to tackle overall road safety while reducing serious and fatal collisions on our roads. Moreover, Mr. Byrne said, it emphasizes a key road safety message, do not drink and drive. The amendment reflects our intolerance of drunk drivers on our public roadways who choose to endanger themselves and the lives of others. The public is reminded that it is recommended that persons consuming alcohol refrain from operating a vehicle while under the influence, regardless of the amount consumed. Shanda Gallego, Radio News. Shortly after 11 p.m. Wednesday, October 19th, officers reported to a robbery at a grocery store on Party Lane in the Prospect area. It was reported that four masked men entered the store and brandished firearms at the workers there demanding cash. The men then fled the scene on foot towards the rear of the premises with a quantity of cash and other items. The suspects were described as wearing long-sleeved hooded shirts, long pants, gloves and full face masks. One of the men is described as being about 5'2 in height of dark complexion and chubby build. Another is described as about 5'7 and of slim build. The matter is currently under investigation and anyone with information is asked to contact Georgetown CID at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the confidential tip line at 949-7777 or rcips.ky. The Cayman Islands Veterans Association recently held its annual gala and official poppy pinning ceremony with His Excellency Governor Martin Roper in attendance, along with the Premier, Deputy Governor, Chief Justice and MPs. The Veterans Association is gearing up for its annual Remembrance Day parade on Sunday, November 13th. In a social media post, Governor Roper confirmed Privy Council of the UK Supreme Court and Final Court of Appeal for Cayman will be visiting the island during that weekend. The council will sit in the Cayman Islands November 15th to the 18th, the first time that the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council will have sat in an overseas territory of the United Kingdom. The President of the Court will take part in laying a wreath. The annual poppy appeal will soon get underway, which raises much-needed funds for local veterans. This year is the 35th anniversary of the Cayman Islands National Dance Company. To celebrate this milestone, the company has a special workshop planned for this weekend. Assistant Director of the Cayman Islands National Dance Company, Jessica Eden, gives Radio Cayman the details. As part of our 35th season of dance, we're having a series of workshops, and one of them is happening this weekend with um, 
Shawana McCarty Brown. She's um, a Caymanian who now lives in Texas, and she dances up there. So she's going to be coming back, sharing what she have actually um, developed and been working on. The workshop is this Saturday, October 22nd for the public, all dancers of all levels age 12 and up. It's from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Radiance Dance Studio at the Countryside Shopping Village. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins.